thank our sponsor, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both. Always best to start it when we just rapping. Anyway, you know. And and, and, and that's how it works. What 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 is up, y'all? Officially I am back in my chance voice. And we back and we back. Mm-hmm. It's your girl Kelly Howard here on Kelly Talks, and I'm super, super excited, man. I got my girl Blair Christian in the studio <laughs> today. Yes, if y'all don't know who that is, she is an amazing performer, a, a jack-of-all-trades, I like to call her, um, stand-up comedian, as well as a seamstress. She done made some dope-ass clothes, man. You can see it on her page, Blair Christian on um, Instagram. She's also one of Missy's backup dancers, have been for the last 12 years years yes man she's so dope she's so dope and she's from chicago i'm so happy to have her in the studio today um because we getting down like we talking about some real shit real talk though i want to go ahead and say i'm sorry y'all for this delay being a lot longer than i thought i thought it was gonna be three weeks it ended up being six weeks um but now we are good to go we are officially ready and we hitting the pavement running no shoes no socks bare feet African style getting down. I don't even know if people in Africa run with no shoes and socks on. I feel like that was super uh, ignorant of me to say that. But anywho, that's what's going down. We are for real, for real doing this shit. And today's topic, I'm super excited about today's topic because I've been struggling with some stuff. You know, I've been off from the podcast for a while, so I haven't been able to share with y'all what's been going on. I've been building my dope ass routine. We'll talk about that later. Um, and I've been focused on, you know, the Second City, the improv, the writing, and all this other stuff that I had going on. But I've been struggling in some areas of, of, of really, really genuinely supporting some of my fellow sisters that are doing really well in their careers as well. You know, I look at them, and, and, and I feel a little unsatisfied about what I'm doing. And I say, man, how she get that? Or why she get that? Or why I didn't get that? And a lot of that energy was just bubbling up. And I was like, I got to talk about this. I got to get this off my chest. It's uneasy. Uh, so I thought of the one person that would be dope as hell to talk about that with, and that was Blair Christian. Why? Because she's always around women. She's always exuding that black girl magic. And I feel like black girl magic is all over the place now. Everywhere I look, it's hashtag BGM, hashtag BGM. But I do know that black girl voodoo exists as well. (laughs) It's real. People that don't want to see other people succeed. And I've recognized it in myself. That is not to say that's who I am, but when it does come up, you know, how do you get past that? How do you get past those negative thoughts and keep moving forward and, and, and empower and, and cultivate that black girl magic so that you can encourage and, and continue to grow? So we're going to have a dope ass conversation about that today, amongst many other things with my girl Blair. So what up, Blair? Hey, Again. Kelly Talks World podcast <laughs> people and listeners. <laughs> listeners. Man, I'm super excited to have you on here. Uh, tell me what you've been up to. I am extra. I'm you excited. I'm beyond excited. And and this hearing that this is your like pilot back the grand. I feel like extra special. Like I get to share this moment with you. So um, yeah, I'm on ten pretty much right now. I'm like it was cold in here. And now I'm on fire. I'm yeah, hot, it is pretty warm. Yeah, yeah, it's getting. It's getting I had to take my coat off. I mean, I got some of everything going on. Um, before, I mean, I just finished a successful prom and wedding season. 
as far as the sewing goes, sewing and designing and seamstress work goes. Um, I just left uh, L.A. and Atlanta dancing, doing some choreography, background dancing with Missy again. And then now I'm getting ready to plan my big uh, birthday comedy show. So, you know, same old, same old routine. Doing a million things and having fun doing it, so... Nice. I'm I've excited. always admired that about her. She literally does a million and one different things, and she's great at all of them. Um, how do you see Thank somebody you, that's good okay. at everything they do? It's like, what are you, a unicorn? Uh, but it works for me. It works. So real quick, just to give us a little background information about you, where did you grow up? I am from Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. I'm from Uptown, though. So Uptown is this little cute neighborhood uh, up north, and it's like, mm, I want to say the 40th block all the way up until like the 60. 6100. So if nobody's ever been to Chicago, what would you describe Uptown to be? Uptown is like it's a melting pot. It's literally like the baby Brooklyn of in Chicago. So I mean literally on my block, you were in my neighborhood, one block would be Vietnamese, the next block would be Anglo-Saxon, the next block would be Nigerian, the next block. And then actually we would have these high rises on each floor was a different smell. So Uh. you knew who was cooking. Oh, it's the Pakistan flow because they got well, that's the Nigerian floor because I can smell fufu. Wow. So, yeah, so uptown. And then you had, you know, housing and you had the what they would consider low-income uh, living. And uh, the buildings actually were low-income because you could kick the kick a hole in the wall with a sandal on. So it was, with a sandal it, it, it was low-income. But So you had all that different energy in one neighborhood, literally like 10 blocks. 10 blocks east, 10 blocks west, north and south, like that. Now, people usually associate blacks in low income with the south side of Chicago. Oh, no. They was giving out vouchers and they was letting them come up north. <laughs> this was north Back, side yeah, of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is north, north side. So Broadway, Sheridan, we were literally off the water all my life. It's good black folks. Good, uh, good black, urban have, folks. <laughs> did you have any siblings growing up? Yes, I have two brothers. I have, I'm the only girl. I got two brothers. Um, and then I just adopted like a million sisters along the way. But in the house, she yeah, has only three of us. Adopted a million sisters along yeah. the way. You mean friends? Yeah, I just took them all on, and now we all like a giant sisterhood. It's probably like fifteen of us. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the sisters. I've seen you in pictures and stuff with these big groups of women, and you guys always seem to just collaborate really well with each other and be super happy for each other. And that's super interesting to me because. I didn't come from that, and I didn't. I've never had that big, huge yes, camaraderie of women great like feeling. that. It's such a good. I always tell. I tell my girls, uh, per, a third a percentage of the female crew, the crews that I do have, is because they were. They used to be my mentees, which is crazy, and then they just became adults, and then from there, so they're probably little minions of me, which is crazy, but and better versions. You built a little army, right? <laughs> not knowing, not knowing they would become, you know, my friends, but. Um, my sisters, but they were um, a part of a Teens to Queens group and uh, the young dancers and things like that. And I was young starting that. So the gap, of course, closes when you Now, what is the Teens to Queens? Teens to Queens is an organization where we have the young women influencing other young girls uh, just to be productive, self-love, um, you know, kindness, all that type of things. It's just everything empowered by women and seeing things through and setting goals and, you know, learning your true self and being able to, I guess, kind of navigate and just becoming, transitioning from a teen into, in essence, I guess, a queen. And so uh, it started, though, because I was a part of a group and it was called Design Your Life. 
by this lady named La Passion Darby. Shout out to La Passion Darby if you're listening. And it was only a three week program. And I was a teenager work, working. I was a teenager working at the Boys and Girls Club. And I, when she left, I was like, somebody's got to keep doing something. What are we going to do? And then a little while later, I was like, I'm going to develop something like a rites of passage for women. And it was called Teens to Queens. Nice. And yeah, so from that, that's kind of how it happened. Now, how did you develop that? energy to just be that inspired like how where did that come from did early you, you, age was your mom was, um, surrounded by friends or no she's totally opposite of me which is funny it was uptown it was actually my community we were we were very even though we were in the city it was very close-knit and it i was actually inspired because of, of the lack thereof so i was always mentored by young guys so they were and it was sports driven or recreational recreationally driven so they were the coaches of the football team, coaches of the basketball. They ran this program called Youth on Youth, and it was and it, they had females, but they just weren't as their their presence wasn't as big as the guys. So the coordinators who put it together, it was like five guys, and you know they just had a big impact, and we loved them. It was like they college students, they grown, they fly, they cool, and it would only be like a sprinkle of women, and they weren't and like I say, the women who were there weren't as vocal. They their their presence wasn't as big, and so. You know, just coming under them and just having that mentorship from all those guys. And then, like I say, a couple of the women and like a cheerleading coach and things like that. I said, oh, I want to be that. I want to be those people. So when I was 17, 18, I was already on it. Nice. Did your siblings have anything to do with? Um, but no, my me and my brother are like neck and neck. Like, I don't even think my mother waited her six-week checkup. But, you know <gasps> what I mean? Like, we was boom, boom. So we right on these. So we grew up as a... A, a team and then uh, my younger brother was way younger than us so then we didn't get to so I mean they were around and I was able to because they were guys I didn't get to really mentor them and I guess that's why I probably had all the the intentions of like dealing with the girls and rocking with them okay so I think you already answered this question um about how much did where you grow up influence the type of friendship oh, you yeah. maintained in your adult life it was from the teens to queens and all yeah. of that influenced that yeah, it definitely did that. I think we, like I say, it, it was community-based, and we did everything together, whatever it was. If we switched and it was recreational, or we made it where now we're protesting and we're getting summer jobs, if we're doing like we did everything as a unit. And so I just, it wasn't something extra. It was like just what you did from 12, like literally 11 years old, I just seen that. And so I just always wanted that and was always kind of on autopilot. So is, that that's that energy of, in fact, before we even ask that question, what is black girl magic? mean to you oh what is uh, that I, I think black girl magic is is black women understanding how special they are I think them I guess doing them pretty much I think you owning an understanding of who you are and the special things you uniquely kind of have on your own and that you want to give so I mean whether you are like a mother and you doing your thing and you doing at the best you can or if you're you know a writer or if you're you know a teacher whatever you do that's yours and you kind of identify that like this is my special thing and I want to give it you know I want to give it to the world I want to give it to my family I think that's you know black girl magic I think loving who you are because you're a black girl you know what I mean like understanding that like I have this because you know I'm that the understanding that because I think a lot of times we um well you know, they black girl or something, the connotations are maybe not as always positive or always kind of geared towards being magical or having something great. So I think being able to reverse that and you live in that and making that this this what makes me special because I'm a black girl. I think that's exuding black girl magic. Is there a such thing as white girl magic? 
Um, no. <laughs> you can't you can't have magic. I don't you know what? They probably can. You know what I mean? I think um I think black girl magic comes because you you struggle through something. You know what I mean? So I think if you haven't had the short end of the stick in whatever realm, I guess you really can't have it. And that's just, you know, as a people, it's just been that way. That we didn't design it like that, it's just that way. So to be able to shine throughout gives you that magic. So I don't know. So there's probably Latino girl magic and yeah, and Asian girl probably, magic. And definitely, yeah. Or like you in a third world country, you probably got some very much Afghanistan magic or some old <laughs> Filipino magic. You know, probably, you know what I mean, I guess. Right. I don't know. Just whenever you embody who you are. Yeah. And I think you can have that magic. I just, I, I couldn't identify what I wouldn't know what it is. But I think, yeah, I think you could. Now, do you think that that magic is cultivated at a young age? Because you were 11 when you started to get involved in all of that and you had people to influence you. But say you came up in in a situation where everything seemed to be against you your entire life. And then you're in your 30s or your 40s and you want to have that same energy that you're seeing other women have. How do you cultivate that? Now, I think it's a little easier to hone in on it if it's early, but you can you can attain black girl magic older okay. easily. We just have to just surround yourself about around those type of women and you just have to want it. I think it's I think it's it's not it's not as hard as we might think it is. I think it's just um saying that that's what you want and then you and you know it's there because some people really like what is black girl magic like whatever you know it's a hashtag but i think if you actually say oh yeah it's a such thing as that and there's women who are living like that then even if you didn't give it at 12 you can get it at 30 you can get it at 40 i think and i've seen people you know i've got i've gotten around i've met like new women along the way who weren't my friends or who weren't my mentees and they're like oh wow i'm with it or and i have friends who they didn't take the same journey, but we knew each other from 11, 12, and then it's kind of separated for like 12 years. And then now they're back and like, man, I just love what you're doing and I want to. And they switched. So you have those who they were exposed to the same things I were that I that I ha- were exposed to. They didn't they didn't jump on it right away. And so now them getting older and having young girls and having teenagers, they kind of like, I want to do something. I want to switch it up. So that happened, too. Now, I, I always wonder if. Black girl magic is authentic with everyone. If somebody is really mm. being that way, mm. or if they're pretending mm. to be that way for the sake Reciting of reciting hashtags, and yeah, exactly. T-shirts. Like they're posting pictures, they smiling all the time. Black girl magic, but then secretly in the back of their head, they're mm. thinking like, "Hmm, I wish I would have got that opportunity." Because mm. see, I'm more vocal about mine. Yeah. I have those I moments where it. I look at somebody and I'm like, "Damn, I wish that were me," and I'll just be honest and state that. Right. Not well, meaning is, any ill will to them. It's yeah. just the reality of what I'm feeling in that moment. Well, okay. That also goes to your definition of it. Because you're in touch or a person is doing something Definition that's, I guess, of black girl magic. Right, black girl magic. Because just because you at a moment might feel down on yourself or feel like this was deserving doesn't mean that you're not you're not black, you're not exuding or you're against black girl magic. You know what I mean? Right. You're just having a moment as a human being. Mm-hmm. I think for a person to be able to identify with that and say, check yourself, that's black girl magic. To be able to say, hmm, I'm feeling, oh, I shouldn't be feeling that way. Now, if you do have people. So that's who, an example of black girl magic exactly, is to even exactly, be mindful of that. Yeah. And then. Thank you. If you get, yes, right. Come on, I see your hair <laughs> shining, girl. And then if you get people who are, in essence, faking the funk or they don't, they're, they're really not trying to get into it deep and they just like, hey, it's going to start to surface. 
Yeah. Because you saying it, because you hashtagging it, because you're trying to live it, it's going to start coming your way. And then you're going to start being like, oh, dang, I really should be. Because you hashtag it, you know how the numbers go. You'll start seeing images of it. And slowly, even though that wasn't your intent, you'll start to be like, oh, dang, I am kind of living my life. And I am trying to go into that the right direction. I like that. Yeah. So that definitely is. I never thought of it from that perspective of like, even though, and and I mean, I know that with other things, right? If you don't have the habit, but you want the habit, just by pretending right eventually the habit will cultivate but that makes sense Um, and it's no clear it's no clear-cut definition of what it is like i say it's you kind of identify something within yourself and even if you're not doing a global stance like this if you just helped and you complimented a black woman today and you said man i love your hair hey queen hey beautiful you've done a part in that just on a day to day, because you always call people crew. queen. Yeah, You've called me that since we yeah, met. Like, yeah, hey, queen, what yeah. up, queen? And I'm like, why does she keep thing. calling me a queen? Like, thank you, <laughs> yeah. but no, I find even, myself to be more of a princess. <laughs> <laughs> even if I see, well, you know why I switched it, and not, and even with little girls, I call them young queens instead of princesses because the connotation with the princess is more like pampered and and I need, and I get received as a queen. You own up. It's accountability. You rule and you in that. So that's why I kind of like you. on purposely do that. And even if I run into some girl who clearly or I guess aesthetically you might say, oh she a thought or she ain't this or you know something about them, I still call them that because I want you to eventually live up to that or feel like damn somebody see me in another light. So that's why I would do it. Like trust me, every girl I'm not seeing, I'm like, oh yeah, and she really exuding the queen. No, but she needs to. So let me tell you that, and let me give <laughs> let you me that. Let me help you out. Yeah. All right. So you may not know the definition of this next thing, but what is black girl voodoo? There's no such thing <laughs> to you. What is that? I think. Um, Even though I made that up. No, it's actually when I wrote dope. up these questions. <laughs> well, for a person like me, I guess surface uh, black girl voodoo would be you would you. It's a counter the magic, but uh, voodoo is magic. Um, that's just on a whole it other is level. Dark magic. Yeah. yeah. And then and then wait, but another thing too, if we wanna really <laughs> scratch in, um, <laughs> you know, voodoo has been that's what we've been told. You know what I mean? That that's a negative thing, that that's that. I don't know particularly about voodoo. I just know that a lot of things I've been told is negative, might not be and might be. So but if we wanna look at it from a standpoint as counter black girl magic, I would say what it is is not uh, recognizing your 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 inner self, your inner potential, and accepting the negative, accepting I'm not this, accepting I'm not that, or all girls is this, or dudes ain't that, or everybody gonna cheat, or this, you know, accepting negativity or accepting just your reality, just because that's just the way it is. Right. So I think that's black girl voodoo, not trying to embrace like it's another possibility. Just because you grew up a certain way doesn't mean it has to be that way. Right. Just because your mama, your grandma, and your son, they was like that, that does not mean you have to live that way. So I right. think that would be considered black girl voodoo if it's a such thing. I won't coin that because, you know, I, voodoo was helping folks uh, down in New Orleans, baby. They, they won't tell you that. but they were, I so. mean, I know that it is it is some positivity to it according to people in New Orleans yeah, yeah. and people that really practice it, Creole. Like, I understand that. But when I think of um, voodoo, when I think of it, a lot of time it's because something has been wronged mm-hmm. and this is the way of correcting it, mm-hmm. right? Like, this has been done wrong to me, so now I'm going to punish you with this, uh, with this, ver- you know, this right. way of voodoo. Right, I don't know right. any other mm-hmm. word for mm-hmm. it. And so when I think about some women 
uh, a lot of times, like you said, they just don't even know, right? They're just in a in a mental space of they're not in tune with who they are, and they accept all the negative. Girl, did you hear what so and so said? Really, what she say? And they feed into that energy mm-hmm. of talking about people, of putting people down, belittling, demeaning, and and even though it may not be directly at that person, that affects us in a way where it makes us less of who we are oh, yeah. every time we involve ourselves in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, and and I, when you get to a certain place, when someone starts that conversation, it's I just counter it like, oh, okay, yeah, so how's this going on today? You know, how's this? Oh, let me tell you about Yeah, you know what I mean? Not even saying like, girl, that's not, I don't even want to hear about it. Just kind of slickly, just like, uh. So I counter that. So now my phone calls won't be that. They'll just be like kind of literally like what we got going on. How was this? How was that? How did that go? And then you move forward. Nice. So you just kind of you just got to be a little slick. I think I think when you get the duty of someone who's identified their black girl magic is to put it off on everybody, you know, as much as you can. In, in slick ways. Because, you know, it's, it's ways, too, where you be like, be positive. That's that. And then you hitting them like that, then they like, girl, anyway. Who you like, judging, bitch? Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. You, it's all in the delivery. It's all in the way you give it to them. And that's, like I said, that's just me kind of saying someone's this, kind of saying that, you know, finding something like, wow, you look good, or I love this. And it doesn't have to be physical. It could be something else. And I think... um if you do that, then it makes it, you know, a little easier to kind of like just put that out there. And just like I say, on a day to day, you don't have to put a whole full agenda together. You just one hashtag or somebody sees something, somebody noticed that. Like I didn't know. like when, steps. Yeah. Like I didn't know that people actually watch that. And they pay attention because you're not the first person who say, Blake, you got so many friends. You, you know, have a lot of friends. Go, you got so many clicks. I'm like, oh, yeah. And them genuinely my, like. I can call from each click three, four people. Like, man, I need five hundred dollars on some genuine. They would be like, you know, they might wipe their forehead, but they like, man, all right. Or yeah. hey, I got, I got to come crash at your crib. They all right, you know what I mean? Like a real life. Or they like, I need to come on, girl. It's so inspiring because I went to, I stayed at a friend's house in Atlanta this last past week, and she was showing me pictures from her trip to Costa Rica, and it was eight of them, and mm-hmm. they rented out a villa, and it was just eight women at a villa they didn't like they weren't at a a resort or anything and they just spent that whole time together kicking it hanging out people chefs came and cooked for them and it was just like some straight up black girl magic shit and i was like oh my god (laughs) this is what black girl magic looks like you know and then we think to ourselves that black girl magic means that it's void of any problems or issues within the friendship but that's not true i mean humans are humans Mm -hmm. shit still happen because she was telling me about some stuff that happened while they were there but at the same time the fact that they're even there together Mm -hmm. is something amazing that a lot of black women to include myself have never been able to experience with a group of women Mm -hmm. you know with a group of friends where i'm like ah yeah i have friends that i can call on that i respect and i respect their opinion and they'll do things for me yeah but as far as a collective group, where it's like six of us hanging all together, <laughs> no. It's like usually this friend is over here and that friend yeah. is over there and we spend time separately. Right. I know, know I'm big at uniting groups. I've done that too. Where it's like, oh, this is my comedy crew. Oh, this is my dancer crew. Oh, these are my mentees. Oh, this is my throwback friends. You know, who friends I, I've been knowing for that since she was 11. Oh, no, I bring them all together. I love that. And you know this one and you know this one and you know this one. And now y'all friends. Mm-hmm. Collection. And, get it, and, get it and trust me, it's not peaches and all. Like, you know, everybody got their own opinions. Everybody got different things. We didn't have instances where, you know, someone else is someone's friend, high school friend and you're my recreational friend. But then they were, like, seeing the same guy at one point. You know, not knowing, obviously. Right. 
But guess what? Because of the energy of like, hey, well, what can you do? Blah, blah, squat, you know. And now they're all like, hey, like, let's plan this together. I love it. Man. I love so it. It works. It can work. Okay. What is something you see amongst women that is making it hard for them to support one another? Uh, just I think the one thing that's making anything hard to do in a positive light is probably damn social media and uh, the media period, I think. Now, just because when you got, you know, like, like the reality shows and you got like the um, different posts and things like that, that kind of like only hone into that. And then it shows or they kind of align it with a level of success. In other words, now it makes it where those things you were kind of taught or you seen growing up. It's like, oh, that is cool because now she, I guess in quotations, checking a bag or whatever. I think that kind of makes it hard. Um, just images and things like that. I think that's why it's so important when you got stuff like Black Girls Rock or you got some people who hashtagging and making other women accountable for each other. Um, it makes it a little better. But I, w- I definitely stand by like that social media and, and media, period, um, putting out those kind of things uh, on a consistent basis like that. Because, you know, like I say, it's not to say, oh, everything's all unicorns and special, but if you show one image or one scenario over and over and over again, and then, like I say, align that with, oh, these people are doing this or they're doing that, then that makes it okay. Yeah. So if it is anything that's countering it besides, you know, like your upbringing or, you know, some stuff like that, it's that imagery that they kind of put out on, you know, television and put out on, you know, social media and things like that. Do you think it is anything internal or anything that out aside from? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think kind of just, man, I mean, people been hurt. People been, you know, put through some things. People might have had a bad experience and that kind of filters it. I think that. The internal, it starts there, and that's why you can put those other images out. You know, the people who are uh, or who agree to do that or people who capitalize on that, they already have some stuff they kind of dealing with anyway, you know, that they're not willing, like, I'm going to just capitalize on it, meaning, like, accept it, like, all right, this is what it is, as opposed to let me change that and make it, you know, better. But I think if it's people who are on the kind of on the cusp and they kind of, you know, fighting it and it's not internal, it's the internal hasn't affected them that way yet, I think definitely what you see images makes it work yeah oh yeah 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 i guess that goes back to what you said you call them a queen even if they're a thought just to try to encourage <laughs> them to <laughs> just to embody that <laughs> for real, for real. i feel you i can't stand you know kelly made this thing called the thoughts a thought, thought anthem a thought anthem and yes. I was so she was a part in it. of the video you were yes. in the video and then she had these lyrics that said like how you know you were thought and you Leggings know what leggings and bow bows right. all day we eat ho-hos uh, and flaming hots we ratchet <laughs> I remember the lyrics like and yesterday everything and she listed some things and I had all of those in my purse <laughs> minus the flaming hot. she did have gel and in I your said, purse that's right yeah. I live by the brown gel and I took that anthem to mean black girl magic and not that I was a thought <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was a lot of black women on that set and that it was day. Dope, yeah. It was, it was dope. dope. We came together for a beautiful cause. I get in mm-hmm. trouble. I actually got in trouble for shooting that. Well, I didn't get in trouble, but my kids' school, because oh, remember we shot uh, it in on they, the, on the oh, premises, on the and they had a ground. huge uh, assembly where the principal was like, have anybody seen this video? I don't know oh, who shot this, my. but this is so disrespectful. You know Mind you, her kids are the top. The, of the school, know, they gra- yes, and I was like, I said, why she's standing up there saying that about how this is so disrespectful, and she can only think of how their how their parents, you know, of the and, and she was going hard, Hilarious. but I was like, but my kids are your top students, Hilarious. so take a joke, lady. <laughs> That's um, all right. <laughs> so what 
what is something you've noticed with women you've worked with that encourages support? Because um, you work with a lot of women, and yeah. you have Missy and the crew and all the yeah. dancers. and um, Just everybody just trying to... I think in the line of work, uh, people kind of just sharing their experiences because they kind of... If everybody's in entertainment, they kind of... I've had the experience that they kind of know, like, the struggle, or they know what this is. So they kind of give the energy, like, hey, I know how you're feeling, or I know... Or do this, or do this this way, or that's dope, or, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Um, so I've only seen... The ways they encourage you is just, you know, compliments or they'll help you or they'll share some stuff or they'll give you pointers or they'll put you in a direction. Uh, like I had one friend just kind of come along and they were in musical theater. So my friend who knows me was like, hey, look, get with this musical theater company. They got this going on. You know what I mean? They didn't they didn't they weren't directly in that, but they knew someone. So they they I seen people plug people. I seen people, you know, put people on different things. I've had that experience where they was like, hey, this girl is this. Put her here. You know what I mean? So. Uh, what I've noticed is just uh, to encourage you, they actually would either uh, verb- verbalize it or they would actually put you in position to, you know, see your craft through to another level or, you know, support. Because you got wilding out by you weren't even there for that. No, I was no, I was uh, there in the studio uh, with a music related thing. And so I was working with an artist who was uh, up and coming and uh, Nick was in the studio. And so I said, I'm going to be on your show. <laughs> I just told him, hey, I'm going to be on your show. And then they were like, no, she funny. You know, that's what they were saying. And then that encouragement. Them. Yeah, but then he got to see it as well because I did these little mini spoofs in the beginning of her music videos. So he's like, oh, okay, I can't see it. Oh, yeah, that's funny. And then was like, hey, come audition. So being in that, they inviting me to come with us. Why we going to? And then saying, yeah, hey, that is true. She this. And it was like, oh, okay. Nice. Made it where they actually looked. And you know what? I got that. Okay, they told him, like, oh, yeah, she's funny. But when I did the audition, he wasn't there. So he got, oh, my bad. But, but but the woman producer who was in there was just cracking up. And I did everything towards, you know, like how women were, how my experiences in the club with dudes grabbing on me and stuff like that. And she was in there cracking up. The male producer, obviously, he was like, you know, lie. but she was like, so it was actually a black woman who was like, oh, yeah, pull her down. Nice. Before he even, yeah. So. Black girl magic working, full yeah. effect, in the studio. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, who would you say is your biggest role model and why? <sighs> My biggest role model. I think um, all, all black girls are. But I would say... My biggest role models are, I got like a, a set of friends. It's probably like four of them, three or four of them. I watched them kind of transition from like, I mean, some didn't did time, locked up. I'm talking about had kids at 16. And now they're hey, like. Hey, hey, God damn it, I had a baby at 16. That's what I'm Ain't nothing wrong with that. So then you probably in this little crew. <laughs> and to see them now kind of like, man, taking care of their families, Coming with this different energy of look, getting married, saying like, as a wife, I gotta do this. I'm looking at her like, what kind of as a so, wife? What? <laughs> right. So to see them grow and watch, like I've you know I seen them like that's actually like some people I look up to. Like man, you made a transition because it's if you kind of had the path, meaning like you kind of knew as a young age, you're fortunate, and you kind of you did the work, but to make a transition mm-hmm. from being like this and not having that support system at home and deciding this road and getting back on I think that's just something commendable and those kind of women are like full out role models like damn look at you you know what I mean transitions are powerful when a person can come from one place and then you see them evolve it's like wow you clearly put in the work yeah and my my, I think my my cousin is her name is Carrie Porter and she is I think probably that one like a fool teenage did the whole wave 
finished college, you know, did corporate America, then said, I don't even want to do corporate. I'm about to start my own business. Forget I ain't, I'm going to just go out there on the limb, start my own business. She out there like the full house, like she got, like, you know how they come with the food carts, but she's selling her product on the expressway, like, like that. Full nice. out. And now building a business, got a website, got all stuff, and just rocking and living and feeding her family off of her own business from the ground up. So, yeah. That's, Carrie Porter, is, shout out to you, boo. That is pretty amazing. Start from nothing. Started um, from the bottom, life. now we're here. Mm. What is the one thing you feel you've had to sacrifice to achieve the level of success you've achieved? Hmm. Um, what I have to sacrifice? I don't know. I think... Um, I think stability in, uh, I guess, what people consider a family. You know what I mean? Because I think I've never been like really focused on. I know like that, that children, was right, husband, right, that kind of right, right. So it's kind of always been like, well, I got this. I'm working on this. I ain't got to worry about. You know what I mean? Too much. So I think that's a sacrifice. Because you know, when I was 12, I had wrote down at 27, I was gonna have my two kids. I would have already been married two years. Woo woo. But it didn't happen that way. <laughs> But so that's probably so like do you the want one kids? Thing. Is that yes, something that I you? Yes, I want like six of them. And I want, but, okay. People ain't see my face. I wanted to say, wow. I just but put the, it was like a start of wow. Six was, <laughs> six was been, and anybody who's know, who knows me, if they'll say, that, yeah, she been saying that forever. But now realistically, I'm definitely doing three back to back. Like it's going to go one, two, three. And then I'm going to try to sneak in. I'm like, oops, pregnant again. He what about adopted know. children? Is that I would something do that. that's... I definitely would do that. That's the easy. Like if I could, I said that too. I was gonna do that. You How know, quick do you want to? Because I can, <laughs> I can get you that. I'll take you. I can get you that at the end of the day. I can get you that. <laughs> I take you. You got, you got some real life superstars. Um, <laughs> no, I said that. You know that's what I said when I was young. I said all oh, my kids gonna have different daddies. I'm gonna have a Jamaican kid. I'm gonna have a Belize kid. I'm gonna have a Chinese different kid. Daddy. I'm gonna have a Hindu kid. I said that. I don't know. I'll, why. I'll, I'll donate. Mike sperm and not Mike said, but his, his sperm. sperm I'll give you can't <laughs> have I my said, husband <laughs> they all got somewhere to go for the holidays I don't know why I did uh, young young and foolish but I said they all got somewhere to go for the holidays in every place and they could go with their families that is thinking hilarious. that you know, the guys would be around I guess but because I ain't even factor that oh mom might get you pregnant get out the jam but in my mind that's how it was gonna happen so ambitious yeah so I, ambitious I all right our last and final question for you um and I stole this from Oprah. Thank you. Um, hey, is if you could tell your sixteen-year-old self one thing about life that you've learned, what would it be? Ooh, to do things, um, do things without fear, because everything works itself out. Like I would tell her, like, yeah, everything you thought, and then you decided, like, oh, I ain't gonna do it, cause. Or I made this decision because it was safe. I would tell her, don't do nothing safe. Like, do everything that's crazy and what you that wasn't safe or that was a part of whatever program you thought you had in your mind. Just, just get bucked, pretty much. Not buck as, like, endangering yourself, but I'm saying your decisions. You know what I mean? Like, don't take the safe route, I would say. Like, just be fearless. And, and, and step on toes, because I didn't do that. Meaning, like, not step on toes, like smack somebody, but, well, I think you should do this because it would help us. And I'm like, okay, I would do that. The other thing. You would speak up more. Right. Got you. And I would do, like, no, I think this will help me as opposed to us. I always say, this will help everybody instead of saying just me. So that's what I would tell my 16-year-old self. 
Nice. Step on some I toes. love it. Tell us where we can find you at, Blair. Okay, you can find me on all the little devilish social media outlets. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blair Christian IG, Blair Christian Facebook, Blair Christian Snapchat. Um, oh, BlairChristian.tv. So that's a website I have, but I don't. I haven't touched it. <laughs> then why would and you send them there? And that's me my black girl magic <laughs> moment. But I'm about to because Kelly Howard and motivated me all today. See, because y'all listen to us now, but we had two-hour conversation prior to that. <laughs> and so I'm about to start my daily ritual and get on point. And one of those things is going to be visiting that good old website. Um, there you go. BlairChristian.tv, uh, September 29th, birthday comedy show at Baseline. October 14th, Wildin' Out Live will be here. Oh, and nice. It's, and it's really all the guys, and I'm pretty much going to bum-rush the girl energy on there. Um, and that's October 14th at the UIC Pavilion. Okay. Um, Hip-Hop Honors, look for that, because that's going to come on September, one of those days, in the middle of September. I'll be performing. I, you might have to squint a little bit. To, to the side, but if you know my little weird bow-legged body, I'll be dancing up there. <laughs> and then... Uh, and her beautiful... She's so pretty. She's so... Then, so you can't oh, miss her. You. She's so pretty. Some people don't, babe, they probably don't think I'm pretty. I'm all right with it. Depending <laughs> on what you like in girls. But um, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy it. about this. This was amazing, actually. And I'm glad I got this segment. Yeah. This, this, was, the, this was the dope. This was a perfect was, segment for you. I know. I'm like, oh, I have a purpose. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. But, yeah, just Blair Christian. Oh, I got a new movie coming out. What? <laughs> it's a trailer that's about to be released. So, look, and like, thir- at the, like in the midday, go to my Instagram so you can see the trailer. And then comment and tell me what you think about it, okay? So, we working. It's going to be a couple of movies, different trailers being dropped. So I see you. Yeah. And then uh, a TV show called Roomies, we're trying to put that. Now, that's, I don't have a tentative date. We just kind of shot it. And so, we're trying to put, and it's four black women living in, kind of giving you that living single type of vibe, that girlfriend type of vibe. We shot that, so we kind of just trying to get Here that in pilot. In Miami. Oh, okay. Miami, and it might be Atlanta based. We don't know yet, but Roomies, look out for that, too. Nice, but man. y'all look for my trail on Instagram. It's gonna y'all gonna be like, oh dang, that's about to be up. Thank you so much, Blair, for coming out, man. Thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. Um, I want you guys to listen to the podcast next week. We have marriage talk on there, and I think this is super, super duper interesting, and it's gonna change some lives. So I want to make sure y'all tune in, even if you're not married, you can get some information. So I'm your girl. We out. This is Kelly talks. Peace. I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.